This is coming from the North Pole. I want to wish everyone a very special Merry Christmas. And Santa may be just a little late because Mrs. Claus is up listening to a very special podcast. So, I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh my gosh, Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh, it snuck up on us. It's Christmas Day when you are listening to this episode. <gasps> and I cannot. I don't understand. Deck the halls, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know, where'd 2020 go? We just spent it in our houses. <laughs> we really did. I can't believe it's already here. It's Christmas. Making sourdough friendship. So bread. much sourdough <laughs> and buying every house plant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And starting podcasts. <laughs> This is what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, this is Witch's Magic Murder Mystery. And I'm Kara. And I'm Megan. And we're about to bring you a two-parter. We are talking about Christmas witches today. Which are my favorite things. I mean... Witches and Christmas. This was Kara's idea. She's the one that found. And I was like, oh my God, Christmas witches? This, this is, is amazing. So we're pretty excited. Uh, we can't wait to tell you all. So we've got... Yeah. Kara has one from Italy. I have one from Iceland. I'm going to let you tell yours because yours is a little bit... Mine's more gentle. <laughs> mine, is, mine is slightly <laughs> terrifying. Like, I don't know what you all are doing in Iceland, but whoa. I mean, they're just kidding it, okay? Wait, isn't They're Iceland... keeping their kids in line in Iceland. <laughs> what was that movie with Will Ferrell and he was like in a singing competition? Oh, oh I can't think what's called. And the fairies ended up killing a guy <laughs> because, yes. and because he left him like wine and cheese or something. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> I love it It's got so the girl from Mean Girls in it. Yes! Yeah. Okay, you're all <laughs> shouting the title at us, I'm sure. Yes. But, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll Google it later. Okay, so imagine for a moment a long-nosed, soot-covered witch riding on her broom, of course, drinking wine and breaking into houses. But she's not, like, when she's breaking into houses, she's not stealing her stuff. She seems like a good time. I'm she's, a fan. She's drunk on yeah, wine riding I like her. her broom. But she's cleaning the floors with her broom. See? And then she's <laughs> leaving lumps of coal and socks for I'd the kids to find her. that next morning. Yeah. Um... She is an Italian icon, um, and it's not, you know, people celebrate her during Christmas, not Halloween. Yeah. So it's like... She's your Christmas yeah, witch. Yeah, she's your Christmas witch. What's so, her name? Befana. Befana. Hey, Be. <laughs> hey, Beyonce. Hey, Be. Be. <laughs> okay. So, she's said to visit all the children in Italy. How many children do you think that is? A lot. <laughs> I don't know. I'm bad at numbers. She's a busy lady. Many, many children. Um, But it's on January 5th, the eve of Epiphany. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what Epiphany is to you. I don't know. I think it's a Catholic. Probably. Catholic religious holiday. Sorry, Catholics. Sorry. Tell us about it. Yeah, sure. So according to the legend, she leaves sweets and gifts for Italy's well-behaved children and coal for the nutty kids. So does that, I mean, it's like Santa. That sounds a lot like Santa. So they have Santa and then they have Man. Befana too. I want, can we start this? I don't know, she sounds pretty great. 
Okay, so unlike Santa Claus, she's kind of scary. Um, she's got this huge nose, um, <laughs> and according to some variations, um, swoops up really bad kids and takes them home to her child-guzzling husband. Oh! So it, I feel like this is kind of like Krampus in a way. It sounds like Krampus, yeah. But he wasn't a witch. And he, like, chained people and took them to the underworld, didn't he? Yes. I don't understand why. It's just funny to me that there's these, like, there's, like, Santa, who yes. is just, like, nothing evil about yeah. him. So then there has to be his yeah. counterpart. So, like Santa, she is covered in soot because she enters and exits through the chimney. Like, oh, she so she time? really is just, like... Like, does she tap her broom on it? And it's like... <laughs> yes. I'm sure she does. Yeah. A little magical yeah. spell to open it up wider to jump in. Yeah. And she has to look up the whole to time her, so that her nose, her nose her. I was going to say to fit her nose so she's just not scraping it on that. Maybe yeah. that's what happened to her. I don't know. She's so, perfect just the way she is. It's fine. <laughs> she's known as an amazing housekeeper. The best in all the land. Um, it says Bayfana is never without her broomstick, which she uses to sweep away the problems of the year in every home she visits. Or wall up anyone she catches, <laughs> who catches sight of her. Oh, wallop? <laughs> wallop. That's a good word. So it's like if, you know, Santa catches you peeping. Right. It, but she's Well, he gonna, won't come if you're... Yeah. yeah. But she's going to beat you with a broomstick instead. Like, right. you can you can peep, but you're she just going to get a wallop, wallop. I like that from one. her broomstick. She's going to get a wallop. Well, that whole yes. thing of sweeping away the problems, like, that is like a... Like a witchcraft practice, you know, yeah. like cleansing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I, I love like that. It. I do, too. She come visit everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all yeah. of my spaces. Thank you. And so, like you said, I mean, it's kind of designed to keep the kids in their bed so they're not afraid that Bayfana's going to beat them with her stick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of milk and cookies, Bayfana gets wine and some of their traditional local food. I would love some, like, big ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> Leave her out some wine. That's way better than milk and cookies. That is Parmigiano Reggiano. Yeah. (laughs) It's to help refuel her for the rest of her journey. And yeah. No, I'm, yeah, it's way better yeah, than Santa. I, this is all on her broomstick. Who needs reindeer mm-hmm. when you've got your trusty broomstick? <laughs> if it didn't date back so far, the legend would seem like the Italians just mixed Halloween, Christmas um, to kind of create their own thing in January. Mm-hmm. But the legend of Befana um, goes back further than any of those holidays. So there's a few different stories of how she became Befana. I just love her name. Bebe. That's what I like. I like to keep saying it. Bebe. Baby, I got your candy. Touch on my broomstick. Down I gonna wall you in the head. Okay. If you don't leave me some wine. Okay, so one of these legends states that years ago three wise men left their homes with gifts of gold incense and myrrh for the newborn child as they followed the star in the sky they asked anyone and everyone to accompany them on their journey to see newborn baby jesus as they passed Befana's village they stopped and asked for directions so can you imagine her like pointing her broomstick and be like you know what <laughs> yeah stars right up there she was unable to guide them but instead offered them food treats and shelter for the night because she's probably like you know what i have so much wine and so much food from my travels i can't fit them in my bags anymore from visiting all these houses but also she's smart she's like you're three dudes in the middle of the night i'm not going anywhere with you yeah and you've got gold frankincense and myrrh i can probably use that for my spells (laughs) (laughs) um she offered them shelter for the night the following morning she had a change of heart and decided to 
go with them to see the newborn Christ. She gathered tasty treats and toys to offer the child and set off to follow the wise men on their journey. But it was too late. She was unable to find the child or them. So on the eve of January 6th, every year, she saddles her broomstick and sets (laughs) off to deliver toys and treats that she wasn't able to give the baby Jesus. Oh, so that's kind of a sweet origin story. Yeah. Yeah. She just wants to make up for it. She just, she feels bad because... She didn't get to be there for his birth. She followed the wrong star. <laughs> Dang it, Persephone. <laughs> okay, so another legend says that Befana was an ordinary mother who was suffering from the loss of her child. She mm. went crazy with grief, and when she heard about the birth of Jesus, she went to find him in the delusion that he was her son. She eventually met Jesus and presented gifts to make him happy. He was overcome with joy and gave her a gift in return to be the mother of every child in Italy. Oh, wow. She's like a very good mother. Yeah. So she's not, I mean, she's not scary. She's not eat. She She might look a little scary. She may feed the kids to her husband. I will just just gloss right over that, okay? She didn't feed baby Jesus too much. Exactly. Give her some credit. She's fine. She did the world a solid. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Another belief is that she is descended from the Roman goddess Strenia. Mm-hmm. The goddess of the new year, purification, and well-being. Ooh. Which makes sense because she's going through purifying everyone's houses. I don't know anything stuff. about that goddess that makes me want to look her up because yeah. we're heading into the new year. Now I need her tattoo. New year, purification, and well-being. I love that. I love that, too. Okay. So let's all make a note to look her up. Google her. Mm-hmm. Okay. The modern day Bef- Befana is now celebrated throughout Italy. Some regions where the religious holiday of the Epiphany is a bigger deal. They have festivals in her honor. And many people like to dress as her. Oh, fun. With that giant nose, nose. and silk-covered yeah. clothes and her broomstick. <laughs> I'd be all about it. I was yes. a wish for Christmas. I mean, not for Christmas. I was a wish for Halloween. You were. Do it again for Christmas. That's fine. I can. And now I'll be Befana. Yeah. Every child is, you know, we have kids. Mm-hmm. They're naughty every now and then. Yeah. Um. So it's become the norm that each child gets a little lump of coal, which is really rock candy made with black coloring in their stocking, among other candies. Some places celebrate her more than others, such as Piazza. Mm, <laughs> so where Novana? Yes, that's exactly Rome. correct. There's in no Rome. way that's wrong. I'm going with it. It's for sure it correct. It looks like pizza with an A. That's it. Piazza. Yep. Yep. In Rome. Where you can find the Christmas and Epiphany Market. Oh, I want to go. We yeah. need to go. Okay, well, but I just list. Uh, market where the, where the lore says she shows herself in a window at midnight, bringing a crowd to see Befana every year at midnight in early January. Oh, that looks fun. Yes. It's an annual tradition for many families to wait at midnight and pretend to spy up in a window fooling the kids. That seems way creepier than the... Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's like listening for the reindeer hooves. Can you hear that bell? Well, you know how, like, if you're looking... Can you hear the witch cackle? (laughs) (laughs) You know you're looking in a reflection. It's just like the whole Bloody Mary thing. If you're looking in a reflection, Uh especially at night in a window, like, you're going to see all sorts Mm -hmm. of things. Oh, my gosh. There is, side note, there is a house towards Danville. So we used to go out there all the time because I used to... It has the shutters closed? Yes. Yeah. Because people would see a person there and would wreck. Yeah. (laughs) So in other parts of the world uh, where a vibrant vibrant Italian community exists, traditions involving Befana may be observed and shared or celebrated with the wider community. In Toronto, Canada... Oh, for example, a Befana choir shows up on winter solstice. I love this. 
each December to sing the Kensington Market Festival of the Lights Parade. So women, men, and children dressed in Le Bafana costume and a nose. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> that's like the defining factor. Yes. She's got this big nose, yes. you guys. They, they gather around like the Grinch Whoville. Mm-hmm. And sing love songs to serenade the sun to beckon its return. Oh, nice. The singing hags gather in the street to give candy to children, to cackle and screech in accordion music, and to sing in every key imaginable as delighted parade participants join in. This sounds so fun. It's, we need to go to Okay, Toronto. there too. All right, so we're okay. going to Rome? Yes. Also, and we're so, going to Toronto. And sometimes, like, the... People dressed as Befana will like gather in the crowd and dance with them and dust down the village as they're like the parade goers are like walking yeah. by and they're like it reminds me of the their thriller parade. Yes, yeah. guys, you can't see, but I'm like dancing with them. <laughs> it's great. My moves. Kara is dancing about eighty three percent of the time. Well, that is me. That yeah. is every store we ever set foot in. If there's music, I'm dancing. So that's Befana. She sees sweet girl Befana, except for and fun. Kids like there's a funness to her. Her husband just gets hungry. It's fine. They're bad kids. I like the whole thing where they say that every kid gets a piece of coal because it's like, we already know you're not perfect. Yeah, you know we're I mean? not going to sit here and pretend yeah. everything's good. I enjoy that because it's very I, realistic. And yours is terrifying, so. Mine is terrifying. Oh, God. Okay, so let me tell you. Listen, this is <laughs> Pause. Iceland. Pause. A lot of the words. You know, I always pick things where the words are hard to say. <laughs> so, And I struggle with, like, the English language. <laughs> Same. So <clears throat> just please bear with me. Okay, so let me tell you about Grilla. Oh, I love it. Okay. Iceland's Christmas Witch. So if you think Krampus, the like anti Santa of Austria. So we're thinking female version. Drags naughty children to hell. Oh no, like way worse. He's got nothing on Grilla. Stop. Yeah. So Grilla is a giant horned ogress. Which what? I was like, Ogress is the female of ogre. I love oh, that. Oh my gosh. So she's like stocky she's big she's got some horns Mm -hmm. squatty body (laughs) squatty body that's exactly so good she lives in a cave (laughs) in the mountains of iceland and she's known for snatching up misbehaving children and turning them into delicious stew what is this all year round Nope. Just okay. To, okay. But, so in Iceland, naughty children don't just get lumps of coal. Okay. Um, sometimes they get eaten. Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> so stories and are like, whoops. Yeah, I know. Well, so stories about Grilla date all the way back to the 13th century. So back then, the word Grilla was a general term for a she-troll. <gasps> I love it. But if, I want a t-shirt you know, that just says she-troll. Lord of the Rings, Gimli, yes. the little, like, grumpy one who was always with Orlando Bloom guy. I can't think was, oh, I can picture him. Yeah, the blonde, pretty one, I but he was always names. stuck with him. Yeah, that's all I, I picture her as that. Uh, so it was a general term for a she-troll, but eventually it came to name a specific child-eating monster. Oh my god! There's mention of her in historic sagas and poems from the region, and the oldest poems about Grilla describe her as a parasitic beggar. <laughs> Who walks around asking parents to give her their disobedient children. Her plans can be thwarted by giving her food or by chasing her away. Originally, she lives in a small cottage, but later, in later poems, she appears to have been forced out of town into a faraway cave. Oh. So, one of the early poems about her reads, Here comes Grilla down in the field with 15 tails on her. Oh. While another describes... Down comes Grilla from outer fields with 40 tails, a bag on her back, a sword or knife in her hand. 
coming to carve out the stomachs of the children what? who cry for meat during Lent. So don't you cry for meat during Lent. You better not. She's going to come carve out your stomach. Gonna, you can only have... No. And I mean, we sing like, Santa Claus is coming <laughs> to tell me to cut your innards out. <laughs> like, what is the scariest thing we could say about Santa? He makes you sit in his lap. <laughs> Whether you I mean, mean sometimes to get your like it's chocolate oranges. Yeah, sometimes Santa candy is gross. Yeah. Depending on depending on how early Santa went shopping for his Christmas yeah, but candy. but cutting our innards out. No. No, this is, is Iceland. Is that They're the crazy. Best, is that the best part of the stew? Or? I don't know. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> In Iceland, the midwinter holiday known as Yule was a time of gathering together, feasting and celebrating, and that evolved over time into like modern Christmas. Oh, okay. The earliest celebrations of the season were viewed as a time not only to bring together relatives, living and deceased, but also elves, trolls, and other magical and spooky creatures believed to inhabit the landscape. So remember how we talked about that? Remember you did that episode and you talked about the elves? Yeah. Um, yeah. And how in Iceland, like, they fully believe, like, right. there's, there's like, a job. I was just reading about this the other day for, like, unrelated reasons. But it's, like, there's a person whose job is to be, like, the elf whisperer yeah. in Iceland. It's an yeah. official job. They're you making work for sure the government. The hawthorn trees are yeah. taking care of. They have to go make yeah. sure when they do construction projects that everything's. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. They map streets around fairy realms. Yeah. So this stuff is a big deal it in is. Iceland. So sometimes these figures would visit in the flesh as masked figures going around to farms and houses during the season. Yeah. Grilla, whose name translates loosely to growler, which <gasps> makes her sound even scarier. This is getting... Was one such visitor, and she would show up with a bag into which Uh she would toss naughty children. Oh, that's got to be a big... It's like Mary Poppins, never in a bag. Well, like Santa has his bag of toys in the back, and she's like, I've got my bag of children. My satchel. Screaming and clawing to get out. kids. One article I read about her from the Smithsonian interviews Terry Gunnell, who's the head of the folkloristics department at the University of Iceland. And he said... That would be a cool job. Oh, it'd be great. I think anything in Iceland would be cool. I just want to go to Iceland. All this elf stuff just makes me want to go there more. I'm going to get on Hopper later, and we're going to plan a trip this summer. Okay, so we've got Rome, we've got Toronto, and Iceland. It's going to be a heck of a trip. (laughs) Yeah. Can we go to the beach in there somewhere? Yep. Yeah. Okay. We'll stop somewhere. I need, I need that. So Terry Gunnell said she was certainly around in about 1300, but not directly associated with Christmas. She was just associated with a threat that lives in the mountains. Oh. You never knew exactly where she was. She'd just be bouncing around. It's terrifying. So Ooh. other bits of folklore about her. She ate her first husband when she got bored with him. <laughs> okay. I am leaving you. Yeah. No, you know. I'm just going to eat you. I need to make a stew later. <laughs> I don't feel like going to the grocery. We're up here in the mountains. Yeah, I'm not walking down there. Then there was talk of a second troll-like husband, <laughs> as well as a giant man-eating Yule cat. What? Who is known to target anybody who doesn't have on new clothes. Making So this makes a, a new cat? pair. Yeah. And they make a new pair of socks or long underwear, which is like uh, imperative for any Icelandic holiday shopper. It's like you have to give somebody underwear. Yeah. So that they won't get eaten by the Yule cat. I love that. I know. That's fun. <laughs> um, Grilla also had 13 sons known oh as the Yule lads. Stop. So this is fun. So the squatty bodies. The Yule, I'm sure they do. <laughs> the Yule lads arrive over the course of the last 13 nights before Christmas. So it oh. starts on December 12th. Is this where we get the 12 days Christmas? Yes. Well, okay. they're part of it, I guess. So they arrive 
over those 13 days. And then on Christmas Day, they start departing in the order they arrive. Oh. So each of them stays for 13 days. Okay. They were used to frighten children into good behavior, kind of like the boogeyman. And she didn't eat any of her kids? No. Oh. The they king, were all well behaved. I think this is a, was an interesting. This is the King of Denmark had to, like, make a statement where he objected to their use as a disciplinary tool. Like, oh my gosh. don't use the Yule Lads as a way you're to discipline your children. children. Yeah, you're scaring them to death. According to the sources, the Yule Lads did, at one point, exist separately from Grilla, but okay. eventually it all merged into, like, one legend, like, one big That's terrifying family. One big happy family. <laughs> <laughs> so each one of the Yule Lads has a name. Oh, God. And a specific brand of mischief. And oh. all of this is outlined on Iceland's official website, which I also think is funny. Like, oh it's a big gosh. thing. So, like a family tree. Yeah. So there's, I'm just going to tell you a few of them. There is the Stig, I'm going to say I'm wrong, Stighouster, who, yep. I'm going, I the English that. translation is the sheep coat clod, harasses sheep, but is impaired by his <laughs> stiff peg legs. It's true. Just legs. harasses the sheep. But he yeah. can't run after him because he's too... He's got, squatty He's got little squatty legs. And then there's the gully gawk. Uh, yep. Who hides in gullies waiting for an opportunity to sneak in and steal milk. From what? The cows. In the gully? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Okay. There's the spoon licker. Which, this one <laughs> I think is funny. because it says amazing. He steals and licks wooden spoons and is extremely thin <laughs> due to malnutrition. <laughs> It's like they really thought that through. They were like, okay, so if he if he's only eating spoons, there's just no calories here. <laughs> Poor guy. He's just shards of wood. Very malnourished. Fantastic. Very concerned. Did you see this X-ray? <laughs> um, and then there's the potish liquor pot scraper. They steal leftovers from pots. Oh. So if I can figure out how to pronounce the Icelandic one, I'm giving you that. Otherwise, I'm not. There's yeah. the bowl liquor, which you can just, you know, yeah. they they hide under their bed waiting for somebody to put down their bowls and then they steal so it. So you're taking your food to bed and setting it on the floor next to your bed? Yes. I mean, I guess we have dogs. I, mean, I can't do that. Whatever. My 11-year-old does it all the time. Oh, so all the time. <laughs> Door slammer likes to slam doors, especially during the night. Of course he does. Skier gobbler, which oh. is, so skier is like a yogurt, so it, they just steal that. Uh, here's my favorite one, sausage swiper. They like to steal sausage. That's amazing. Oh. Have swiper any? no swiping. <laughs> Don't steal They hide. Stuffy sausage. I'm just- <laughs> Oh. Can't take my sausage. I thought links. for sure you'd have a penis joke. So can't take my sausage links away. I can't decide if I'm proud or, or disappointed. I, don't, I, I can't. <laughs> the window peeper, Glugagager. He's a peeper creeper. So they look through the windows. Um, you guys, so you guys get it. They come in, they steal things. They're causing all sorts of problems. The, the doorway sniffer. He has an abnormally large nose, much like your Befana, and an acute sense of smell. And he just sniffs doorways. <laughs> Is he going around with the sausage guy? Probably. <laughs> just to be the creepiest combination but possible. the yogurt guy, I mean, the milk guy didn't get all the milk because no. then you've got the yogurt guy. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he stealing from the shit. cows. This yogurt guy is stealing from your houses, I guess. So, <laughs> when the Yule Lads, I'm really trying to make this make sense. So, when the Yule Lads are around doing their thing... If they spot naughty children, like while the window peeper is like looking in the windows, yeah. if she sees you yeah. being naughty. While well, she's just trying to peep in that window. Right. Look, she's allowed. Or he. So, yeah, yeah. He. so then he runs home to tell Grilla, oh, who then will come back to throw them in the... Yeah, that's why she doesn't eat them, though. Yeah, they're like her little, little spies. Yeah. Grilla did not get connected to Christmas until around the early 19th century. 
Prior to that, she was basically a personification of the winter and the darkness and the snow getting closer and taking over the land again. They felt like Grilla was actually in charge of winter and its effect. So the Icelandic people understood themselves to be more like tenants of their harsh environment. Oh, yeah. They would view mythical creatures like Grilla as the ones who were really running the show. So this goes along with what we talked about with the elves. Yeah. It's like, we're your guests. (laughs) You guys are. This is your land. This is your land. So we're just. We just live here. I do want to point out, I read a few different articles that made it clear that most Icelandic adults do believe in elves and consider them to be an important part of their culture, but they don't really believe in Grilla. But she is, like, a big deal there. Like, there's depictions of her all over the place. Like, there's sculptures and drawings and whatever. Oh, so we know what she potentially looks oh, like. Oh, there are some. I mean, I'll put them on Instagram. Yeah. She, the, if you Google her, she it has is like, oh, taste. my God, she's terrifying. <laughs> and then she's even mentioned on Iceland's official website. So, like, she's a big deal Ooh. in their culture. Ooh. In the 20th century, as American Christmas and its depiction of Santa Claus proliferated through Europe and beyond. They made attempts to, like, sanify the Yule Lads. So they made them start looking a little bit more, like, elf-like. Yeah. Like, they have, like, bigger bellies, and they got kind of bushier beards. They had to be they started wearing a lot of red. they were stealing stuff all the time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, One was malnourished. And rather than, like... More cookies. <laughs> <laughs> rather than all the mischief and stealing things... The legend kind of switched to say that they left gifts. So, like, kids would leave out shoes at the end of their beds and the Yule Lads. Mm -hmm. Some critics tried to get rid of Grilla altogether um, into, like, a more family-friendly thing. Yeah. So, in more recent years, and I really love this, Iceland as a whole, led by the National Museum of Iceland, has worked to return the Yule Lads to their pre-Santa roots. And so they're back to dressing, like, in ragged clothes Uh from local wool colors. Oh, I love that. And adults will dress up like the Yule Lads and entertain the children who visit the museum. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And it's like they're basically saying, like, we're proud of our traditions, yeah. our Icelandic roots. Yes. Yeah. We're not going to hide this. We're not going to, yeah, we're not going to pretend to be Santa. We don't want to be Santa, yeah. Yeah, this is not Santa. Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Do y'all so, know our history? <laughs> it's a lot scarier. <laughs> so children are truly terrified of Grilla in Iceland, says local illustrator Brian Pilkington. I visited children's play schools to demonstrate drawing skills, and if I draw Grilla, then two or three terrified children have to leave the room because it's just too oh. scary for them. Oh my gosh. I know. Like, that's so... It's a drawing and they're terrified. <laughs> so what does she look like? The legends... Yes, please tell ...don't me. really agree on it. So, so that, we're going to choose our favorite. Right. So let's just... Let me just give you all the... And we can just make it yeah. up in our head. Yeah. So like all Icelandic trolls, she's a gross, <laughs> massive giant. <laughs> One rhyme says she has 15 tails, like I said earlier. Yeah. Each tail holds 100 bags with 20 children in each bag. Oh, my gosh. Doomed to be a feast for the troll's family. What? Oh, because there's a lot of kids. Yeah. And and they're all boys. So yeah. yeah. They eat like crazy. Another says she has 40 tails. And still another says she carries a bag of children on her thigh. Oh. Some poems say she has 300 heads, each of which has three eyes. Others describe eyes in the back of her head. Oh, my God. Ears that hang so long they hit her in the nose. A matted <laughs> beard. A matted beard. Blackened teeth and hooves. Well, she now has hooves mm-hmm. on her little squatty legs. Those can't hold her up. All the, <laughs> the physics, you guys. Guys, come, <laughs> come on. on. Come on. All these stories basically agree on one thing. She's yeah. ugly. But she's perfect in her own she was loved by I bet her others. mama loved her. 
Um, like a face, a mother. <laughs> Current day Grilla has the ability to detect children who are misbehaving year round. Oh. And during Christmas time, she comes down from the mountains to search nearby towns for her meal. Ooh. She leaves her cave, hunts children. Oh my gosh. And carries them home in her giant sack. She devours the children. Her favorite dish is a stew of naughty kids for which she has an insatiable appetite. Oh, my god! And according to legend, there is never a shortage of food for Grima. Because people keep reproducing? I guess. Did the fairies tell you all to have lots of babies? What is happening with her? It's so scary. Like here, if you oh, don't misbehave or Santa won't bring you toys, there's like don't, don't misbehave, misbehave or you're going to get snatched up in the middle of the you. night, drug into a cave in a bag and be put into a stew by a giant troll with, with 300 wolves. heads. Yes. With and a beard. Goat legs. Yeah. <sighs> Iceland don't, they don't play around. <laughs> I'm going to need my CBD gummies after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, drugs.co. Yeah. Witch magic. Witch magic. <laughs> so Merry Christmas, you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for doing this quarantine thing with us. Yeah, this has been great. We really, we have like almost, it's like, it's like a little over 8,000 listens it's right now. So I mean, it's just incredible. Because this is fun. It's so fun. We love coming up with these stories for you guys. We love that you tune in. We really love hearing back from you. We yeah, got, your sweet comments. I know. So I many comments it. on Instagram. Um, and if you have any if you have any comments you want to tell us or if you have any local stories yourself and they can be Kentucky related or not, yeah. Email them to which is magic murder mystery at gmail.com. Yes. You can find us on Instagram. Which is magic murder mystery. Yes. And we always put pictures so i'll have pictures of our christmas witches <laughs> on the instagram it'll be as so well. crazy looking all right and we will be back next week with more in the new year oh my god now it'll be close to the new year 2021 will it be the new let's see it'll be january 2nd oh my gosh no january 1st mm. whatever the friday is yeah i don't days days time numbers people <laughs> words <laughs> they're hard <laughs> but whatever day it is we'll be here And we'll talk to you then. Yes. We'll see you all later. Bye, guys.